Yes, y'all. Oh, yes. Yes, y'all. That's right. It's that kids and wives and nine to fives, but we are married to the games. I am sorry I sound so different. I know I sound like I'm outside on a balcony by a beach, and that's exactly right. Yeah, you're not sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're not sorry one bit. You're not sorry one bit. I'm, I am sorry that it sounds crappy. Uh, it's Gabe Patillo with Tim Router and Timothy Hall, as always. We are talking life and games on today. I'm on vacation, uh, Panama City Beach. It is awesome. And today's show is going to be a little different. Uh, we, got a, we got an interview today, which was really cool, with a guy named Chris Stevens. Uh, and he, his background is music, and he did music for video games, so we're going to talk to him. thought that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, we're going to keep it moving. Tim Router. Yes, sir. How was your week? Man, screw that. I'm going. You're going this time. You're going first because you're where we want to be right now. <laughs> and I freaking hear seagulls in the background, and I'm just jealous. So I know guess they what? just won't leave you alone. So <laughs> no, they won't get out of here. Get off, get off, get off my balcony. So, Mr. Patillo, please go ahead first. Tell us where you are and how was your weekend. Oh man, it's it's been really good. Um, blessed to be here, Panama City. I got a, a buddy uh, who we did a tour with named Eddie. And he's got a condo in Panama City, and he would not stop bugging me about using it. And he was like, man, I'm telling you, you and your wife need to get out to the condo. You and your wife need to get out to the condo. I'm telling you, it's just sitting there. You, you, you need to get out to the condo. And so <laughs> I one wish day I had I walked, that problem. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so one day I walked up to him. I, I kind of looked at the schedule and saw when we were going to be home for a while and uh, went to him and was like, hey, man, so I'm home this week. You know, it was kind of like this week was the only one that really worked. And uh, and he made some calls. He came back to me. He was like, that'll work, baby. And I was like, awesome. So we drove down. Here we are. And then, of course, the day we get here, we're like, yes, vacation. Freaking Boston hits. Yeah. And uh, and it's it was it was kind of shattered our first day a little bit. Um, uh, so, you know, we were just kind of very. Uh, sad that first day. We've got a couple buddies that uh, had family that was running in the in the marathon, and you know it's just a terrible thing that happened. And I can't believe that something else like this is going on again. Yeah. It feels like I was like, come on, America. You know what I'm saying? We got plenty of people that you know want to hurt us and want to do us harm. Let's not be harming ourselves. So um, you know that was that was sad. And our thoughts and prayers go out to all of our people in Boston, but um, I'm still vacationing, praying for those people, but uh, taking care of my family, and we're uh, going to go see some stuff today. Obviously, it's the baby's first trip in the car, and uh, she did all right. <laughs> I'm not going to give her, like, I'm not going to give her A plus and nothing like that. No gold stars for her. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, that must she, mean puking was involved. Yeah, she didn't no, get car no, no. sick, did she? No, she didn't get car sick or anything like that, oh, but okay. she definitely was, like, whiny. She was like, I don't want to be in a car. And yeah. I was like, shut up. We got seven more hours. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a 3DS. Have at it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's my week, man. We back to the relaxing, and, uh, and it's awesome. I finally got to see Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yes. I watched Wreck-It Ralph while we were out here uh, two nights ago. Did you love it? Dude, I thought it was awesome. Okay. Yeah, Look, so good. And, and Jenny loved it. 
So yeah. that's that's uh, that's what makes a really good movie when it can appeal to the gamers and the you know gamers past and uh, can still appeal to the people that you know. Yeah, don't Lauren know wants to see it. She keeps saying, "Hey, it's on demand. Let's watch it." I'm like, oh, oh, okay. We just have to find time to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's great. I, I recommend seeing it for sure. That's awesome. Well, Gabe, it's it's highly deserved that you go and relax after the grueling tour you had this first quarter of the year. <laughs> exactly. So I'm glad I'm glad you and the fam are just chilling and relaxing. Even though yeah, I, that's awesome. Even though I still hate you for being there right now. <laughs> <laughs> chilling and relaxing outside by the beach. That's right. Exactly. The seagulls. It's awesome. Seagulls. But Amara hates. Amara hates the sand, though. That's amazing. Which I thought was hilarious. We tried to put her down in it, and she's like, "What is this? No, princess's <laughs> feet don't touch things like this." <laughs> like, You're a princess now. When you start talking. Yeah, and I'm so sure. She, I'm sure you bought like all the sand buckets and everything. You might as well just toss that in the garbage. Of it's course. Like, oh, yeah. Forget it. I mean, recycling bin yep. automatically. Yep. You're like, oh, she, <laughs> She's like, gonna... take me to the pool. Take me to the pool. <laughs> I was like, okay. I could totally so, see her sounding exactly like that, too. We, t- we took her to the pool. She, yeah, she was in the water like. <laughs> we're like, yeah, I'm glad we drove seven and a half hours for a pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, good so, stuff. Okay, good Router. Stuff. All right, all right. Now I'll go. So, I appreciate um, that. We were, this past weekend, we were up in New Jersey. Uh, my father-in-law, who had, um, he had a business in Fort Lee. He, he and his brother owned a hardware store. In fact, his father owned it too. And they had, um, the first week in March, they had, or I'm sorry, midweek in March, they had sold the store. So the city of Fort Lee put together a surprise retirement party for them at one of their favorite places. And um, so uh, Lauren's brother and sis and sister-in-law and and we went up we all flew up together and surprised him uh for this party and it was really great it was a really cool time there was like it, it and it was kind of like a benefit like it was you know you would pay to 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 be into it and then that money would go toward their retirement and they could just kind of split it up so i mean they're they're so re- known known in fort lee because they're both he and his brother are both firemen they've been in at that hardware store for 55 some odd years their father actually started the business in 1947 and it's been there ever since so it was it was really cool it was really heart touching it was really cool to see a lot of people in the community come out and support them and i mean i I felt like my father-in-law was like the mayor of fort lee he knew practically everybody and uh and so it was good so we went we went up there we we flew up on uh, on Friday, and then we came back. And while we were in the airport, we saw all the the Boston information. And it's interesting because we were flying out of Newark, and uh, Newark, as you know, was one of the airports where one of the flights from 9/11 went down. So Newark is always very on edge when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I overheard some people asking the the, the gate agents, "Hey, are you know are our flights still going out? Are we are, are we going to be grounded and that kind of stuff?" Because usually when something like that happens in the Northeast, it's like it's instant shutdown. But uh, everything seemed to keep going, kind of status quo. But I'm just sitting there, and when it comes to these kind of incidents, like I I immediately went to Twitter and was like looking at all the different stories and as as gruesome as this is and as horrible as this is i saw so just some really cool there's like a nice little silver lining to some of this where just it was amazing to see just people helping people in amidst a lot of just kind of chaos 
and um it was i was actually kind of like really encouraged and felt very patriotic to see how quickly people rallied around people and i mean i saw like some pretty graphic images i mean some people posted on twitter and it it, it uh, you, you i kind of looked past it because i just saw these people who were just in normal clothes they weren't like you know, ambulance, ambulance corps or anything like that. This people in normal clothes dealing with these people that have these horrible wounds that just look awful, but they're just, you know, they're just helping them and trying to get them to where they need to go. So it was, it was great. And, and like, I, I, I definitely did a Gabe saying that our thoughts and prayers are with everybody. So that was our Monday coming back. And we were just, as soon as we landed, we, you know, went back to Twitter and was trying to get all the latest updates, but yeah, and I was like, I was like, thank God it wasn't worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never want to take a loss of life, like it's not serious because that is somebody's, you know, kid or that's somebody's yeah. husband. I don't even know who who ended up passing, but I was like, oh my gosh, with so many injured, I was like, thank God it wasn't way more people. It seems like the, it could have been, oh yeah, way more people, you know. And it was kind of a blessing that it was at the Boston Marathon because. They already have a lot of medical staff there for people who may get dehydrated or that kind of stuff. So it it kind of was a blessing that it it happened in a place where, like, there's a medical team already there. So that you know that was really really great. But on a lighter note, um, didn't really get to play a whole lot on the PS3 because I'm still I'm still playing Sleeping Dogs. But holy cow, I am I know I'm late to the party, but I am obsessed with Candy Crush right now. I'm, I'm the same loving way. that game. I gotta stop playing it I, and telling I, people I'm playing it. I but can't it's awesome. stop playing it. That's the problem. Like when I take a lunch break at work, that's the first thing I'm doing. <laughs> I but, am not gonna start then. No, it's yeah, it's don't start it. Totally all. addictive, man. Holy cow! But so I I played the heck out of some uh, iOS games, and in fact, um, they had Injustice on there for free. The, the iPad version, and I actually played that on the plane, and actually, and it was actually really fun. I had a good time with it. I played that for like a good 45 minutes on the plane. So They had it free on what? Just on, on iOS? On iOS, yeah. It's just a different, It's I guess it's just a, it's a touch version of uh, of Injustice. But uh, yeah, so that, those are the games I was playing. That's all That's all I got for you. I'm, I'm kind of itching to get back to Sleeping Dogs because I really like it. Do it. Paul. Yep. Paul, how was yours? Ugh. Um, well, played a lot of Bioshock. I think I'm getting pretty. I don't want to say close to the end, but I think I'm getting. I, I'm. I think I'm over halfway. This is still um, the original, right? Not Infinite. Yeah, it's the original. It's a lo- it's a long game, but man, it's still it still really holds up as a game. Like I really recommend it if people haven't played it before. Like I said, you got to get over the controls a little bit because they're a little tight. Um, but yeah, other than that, still enjoying it a lot. And then went back to Tomb Raider a little bit because I'd want to, I want to finish it. And I'm like, I'm like right at the end of that game. So it'll be done soon. Um, yeah, I take a little longer to finish games, but it works. Hey, we ain't judging. That's all right. Uh, started, (laughs) started writing some more music. Um, some of my songs, like, for some reason, they just aren't performing as well this month. I don't know if less people are buying or something. So I was like, eh, I'll write some more stuff and then put it up there. So I wrote about two, I think I wrote two songs between uh, last week and yesterday, I think it was, or Monday. Um, 
Yeah, man, we we heard about the the bombing at work, and uh, you know, one of my coworkers, his family's from there, and I think he had family at the marathon, so he had to uh, call and check up. And my gosh, yeah, it was it was kind of nuts. Um, was he able to get through? Because I know self service just got overloaded. I, I I don't know, but he was already kind of in a bad place that day because his brother had passed away. Oh, so, oh my like, and gosh. that wasn't related to the incident. That just he had happened to pass away that morning, so that oh. was just crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, sorry double, to hear that. Double man. That doozy sucks. for him. Yeah, that sucks. Dang um, it! That's next level. Yeah, I know. I felt real bad for him. Of um, course. Yeah, man. Other than that, I don't. I don't think I got a whole lot going on. Um, we definitely got out a lot this week, and it felt, man, it, the weather was so nice in Nashville this weekend. So. Oh, we good. Just got out and did some stuff and hung out and uh, shoot, I'm trying to trying to think. We took the dogs walking. Oh my gosh, I have the, <laughs> I have two of the funniest dogs. Hey, Router, have you met either of my dogs? Or I've seen them. Seen I've them? never I've never met them though. They have the I saw funniest the one personalities. The, PS, the PS3 remote. What's that? You put that picture up of the one holding the PS3 remote. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was great. Yeah, that's right. Um. Yeah, I mean they're they're that well that that one she's my uh, uh, dachshund and she barks at everything everybody something like we'll be walking her along a trail and she'll like barely see a leaf move and she'll start barking. That's awesome. <laughs> she's just hilarious. Uh, yeah. Were they going crazy because they're they're like freedom? It's beautiful out. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, definitely, definitely. And and our Jack Russell. He only walks like this when he's on a leash. Like he'll do this like little prance hop thing that he does. Yeah. Mm. It was, it's hysterical. Like he's royalty. Yeah, basically like he's singing I'm sexy and I know. <laughs> That's how he walks. That's awesome. It, it's just <laughs> I can totally see that too. I mean those oh, dogs are hysterical. Shoot. But um, that is so funny. Yeah, just had to get out and enjoy the weather and i hope everybody's getting nice weather i mean we're lucky enough to live in you know kind of the south so it's uh yes, sir. Yeah, spring is sprung here weather gets pretty nice around here this time of the year so yeah so does the pollen count by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh somebody said that they saw like when we got that big rainstorm last week like they saw like tons of pollen gathering oh yeah just like going down the street oh you should like, see my you car be it's, kidding me yeah my car is coated with it right now apparently last week and hence probably the reason why i had a massive allergy attack last week was the pollen count like a super high high count is 11 and we were at 10 last week that's how <laughs> bad it was oh my gosh so they need to come up with some bigger numbers. I know they like, sound that bad. <laughs> they need to go to like yes. the co- they need to go to the color system, so it's like code orange or code red instead. Exactly, exactly. They're yeah, like the, the highest pollen like ten. Yep. Exactly, the highest pollen count ever was eleven. It was at ten. You're like, uh, you should throw a couple zeros on that right, just right. to make it sound interesting. <laughs> yeah. right, but this one goes to eleven. <laughs> oh my god, the pollen count was 10,000. Yeah, I yeah, should have said exactly. that. Sounds yeah, that sounds way better. Yeah, that sounds way better. <laughs> Go ahead and get crazy. They should say 10 million is pollen. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> freaking pollen. I'm so glad I, that stuff doesn't affect me. I don't uh, know. Me too, yeah. Jack. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. You all can talk. 
as I got my second round of shots yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. Did you have to get all five again? Oh, it's every time. Five. Oh, oh my Lord. Every time. <laughs> three, That's terrible, three. man. Yeah, yeah. Laugh it up, guys. Laugh it up. <laughs> I get three in the right arm and two in the left because, you know, they got to oh, spread the wealth. Yeah, they got to even you out oh so you don't walk God. out of there lopsided. <laughs> or have they like got to the, blow out all of your veins. I walk out and I'm going to have like Popeye arms. <laughs> I'm going to come out going, oh, I need some spinach. Oh. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, oh, man, next Popeye game, Tim is the voice actor. I will be the yes, voice. Yes, please. I will be the voice. Um, all right, Router. All right, new releases this week. We got, um, there's, I guess there's just, Two kind of cross console to, to mention. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Yeah, what are you laughing at? <laughs> the shots, that's just really funny to me. <laughs> I'm glad that you could laugh at my pain game I re- as you sit on the beach. I, you know what? I hope a seagull pecks your head today. <laughs> or takes a dump on you, either one. <laughs> yeah, you'll take either. I yeah, that's you. awesome. Sorry. No, no, Sorry, go ahead. It's funny. It is funny. I kind of, when I looked at it, I'm like, <laughs> I, it, it was one of those things when I looked at the tray and there's five needles there. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Every week. Every week. Level. I'm telling you. Oh, uh, we'll shoot. see. Anyway. Okay. okay. New releases this week. We've got Arcania, the complete tale for Xbox and PS3. Uh, and then, of course, the big one would be Injustice Gods Among Us cross-console for PS3, Wii U, and Xbox 360. And I know our, our boy Casey's probably all over that, so Casey, if you're listening, let us know how it is, and I'm sure you're you're geeking on it, because um, he's been talking about that game for a while. Um, a couple DLCs this week, too. Black Ops 2. Uh, they are doing an Uprising map pack and a, another zombie pack as well called Mob of the Dead. Um, it adds four new multiplayer maps and the new zombie mode. And that is available on Xbox Live and retails for 1,200 Microsoft points. And as always, if you bought the season pass, you can download for free within the game. <clears throat> the other one is Dishonored, which is Knife, uh, Dishonored Knife of Dunwall DLC, which comes out this week. And yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, you play the role of Dodd, which was the master assassin who murdered the Empress. No spoilers there. But um, the expansion follows his path to redemption. Uh, it's available for PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3. That's pretty cool. For $9.99 or 800 Microsoft points. So those are the those are the new releases. And then um, as far as the top-selling games for the week ending April 6th. Now remember, these these charts are usually a week behind. And they're also, these are, I always just check on the U.S. charts. Um, but check this out. Luigi's Mansion for 3DS uh, was the number, number one? Was the number one freaking selling game? Oh my gosh! Last week, and that that's the second week. So big ups to yeah. 3D, 3DS for still putting out quality games that actually stay selling and stay within uh, a top ten chart, which is pretty amazing. Because it was number two last week. It was, wasn't yeah, it? it was number two. It did four fifty one last week. It did one hundred and thirty thousand this week. That, oh that my game, gosh! That game must have a huge attachment rate with 3DS owners. Oh yeah, it must. Like that's insane for like so, that many that hype of a percentage of people to buy a game. Yeah, I thought that what was what the heck? Really, really interesting that you know 3DS and putting it down again. So big ups to Nintendo for that. Um, number two was Defiance, which was the is the sci-fi 
um, show as well as the video game uh, this, that came it's in. It's an MMO. The, yep. And that came in at number two. Bioshock held uh, for the Xbox 360 at number three. Gears of War held at number four for the Xbox 360. And then the rest are either PS3 or PC. So, yeah, big ups to Luigi's Mansion for going from number two up to number one. That's pretty, that's pretty yeah, impressive. That's rare. Yeah. yeah, that is nuts. Good so, job. Yeah, good, Holy good stuff. Crap. Um, I wanted to hit on this. Uh, did you guys see about the, the Naughty Dog contest that they're doing for The Last of Us? No, but are we in? Mm, I'm interested. Um, <laughs> Gabe, did you enter us already? Yeah, right. I wish. So Naughty Dog's having a contest for 24 fans. Uh, to put their names in the game, which I thought was really cool. So what it's kind of looking like is there's an art contest, a cosplay contest, and a video contest. And they're accepting applications up till April 24th. And I guess there's a char- there's a group of characters in the game that are called Fireflies. And so I don't really know who that is, but I guess they wear pendants. And these pendants will have stamped on them these 24 uh, contest winners' names. Very cool. And I was like, oh, snap. I was like, that's a cool way to kind of break the fourth wall a little bit and uh, get people more involved. I don't really know why they're doing it, but I think it's cool that they are doing it. It's a value-added piece. That's really awesome. Yeah. So it gets people to, I guess it gets people the traffic to the website and tell other people about it and people get hyped. Because you never know, man. There's, I mean... You peruse on YouTube for a while, and you find some pretty talented kids out there. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, definitely. you know, I think that's what you're more trying to dig up. And you never know, you can get a job out of something like this. Heck yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's been plenty of people. There's a, a girl named Jamie Grace that's on the road with us all the time, and she opens up for us with Toby. And, um, and Toby, uh, Toby signed her from seeing her on YouTube. Oh, and she Literally. has a great voice, too. Yeah, and she's awesome. Yeah, so, she's totally awesome. Um, I thought that was really cool, and I hope that turns out great for those people. Dang it. You know what? Speaking of Last of Us, I don't think I put those developer videos up yet on the website, so I will definitely do that because I think there's there's a part one and a part two. And I oh, don't yeah, know the diary these... videos? Yeah. So I want to get those up because everyone needs to – if you're excited about The Last of Us, you need to see it. It's really cool. It gets it kind of a behind the scenes of the Naughty Dog process and how they're going about doing this, and it's, it's awesome. So I will get that up. Sorry, Gabe. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, Hall, did you have anything you wanted to hit before we got to this interview? Um, no, let's do the interview first. You sure? <laughs> Why, do oh. you not have anything else? No, I'm just kidding. I, I have plenty. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, you probably got what I got anyway. Go ahead and roll this interview. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Stevens. So I'm sitting here with Chris Stevens. How you doing, Gabe? Doing good, buddy. Thank you so much for taking time to do this today. Oh, the pleasure's mine. <laughs> pleasure's mine. So we've talked about it a little bit on the show already, but Chris Stevens is a maestro. He's he's the bomb. Me, me and Chris go 
way back, actually. Not so far back, but Chris has produced records for Toby for the last, how many albums? Three or four albums? Uh, four or five. How many albums has he done? I think he's done five. Okay, four then. <laughs> so for last for four out of five, that's a lot. Um, and so you've done stuff from Toby Mac. You've been involved in some pretty big ones too, though. I have. Right? I mean, you've been involved. Like, and Toby Mac is big in our world. Gold is nothing to sneeze at. He, he sells 500,000 units every single time he puts out a CD. Yep. But you've done some Carrie Underwood stuff. What else have you done? Uh, I've done a little bit of work with Blake Shelton. Uh, Carrie right. Underwood. We all, know, um, we all know from The Voice. Pardon? Yeah, exactly. From The Voice. Um, and, I mean, most of my work has been in the Christian market um, uh, to date. Doing doing more work, uh, like writing and some, some production work in the country market. But um, Toby's obviously, you know, a, a very high-profile artist and, um, you know probably my my uh my biggest you know client yeah and he he kind of brought you to town for lack of a better he did term. yes you, you, yeah you're you're out of uh oregon i'm from oregon from eugene oregon i've been in nashville now for about eight years believe it or not hard to believe but um yeah toby was a big reason why i moved out here and um, you've been working those whole eight years which is incredible i have been working yes <laughs> Have a not, lot of people don't do that. I've not had any real downtime, which is, is which is great. I mean, I'm, I'm I know thankful. that's why I feel so honored right now. Well, I'm I'm blessed. Yeah. So uh, people might be wondering, so okay, okay, so okay, he's done all this music. Why is are we talking to him? Um, but you've also you kind of have a past in in video game music, and I know you don't do as much as you used to. But you still have a pass in it and, and like got checks for doing music for video games. That's correct. Actually, it's it's really what got me into the music business uh, and production, record production, was through video game music. Um, if you go way back, uh, you know, to when I was really, you know, growing up and a, a, a young, you know, young man, I, I definitely was passionate about music. I loved mm. music. I, I made jingles for, you know, t- TV commercials and things like that. Girl, anything I could do to try to make some kind of income, you know, in the music business. But once right. I got married, I just said, well, that's it. I'm done. You know, I, I just didn't want to really pursue music anymore because being out in Oregon, there really wasn't a, a real a way to really make a, a steady living, you know, that I could see. Oh, wow. um, in the music business. So I kind of hung it up and went to school. And about a year and a half into my schooling, a mutual fr- a friend of mine um, who ha- who was doing some uh, scoring for video games for a small upstart company in my hometown of Eugene referred me <clears throat> for a temporary um, job that opening that they had to, to do just some sound effects programming and things like that. And this was in 1990. So there wow. really was not there, the computers as we know it were really kind of in their infancy still. <laughs> yeah. And uh for sure. And the whole concept of using computers to make music was fairly early on as well. Uh mm-hmm. so I had very little experience with computers. I had experience with with 
synthesizers and drum machines and things like that and electronic music instruments, but not so much um, computers as they relate to, to music. Uh, so I, anyway, I did get this, this um, temporary position at this company called Dynamics, spelled with an X at the end. Yeah, yeah. And they were owned at the time, they were a subsidiary of a company called Sierra Online. Oh, I know Sierra Online for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so they were a, a small company. Uh, they had about 35 employees. Yeah. And um, they hired me on that summer, summer of 1990. And by the end of the summer, they offered me a full-time job with benefits. And I quit school. <laughs> and really? I, yeah. I, I was, you know, I was newly married. I think my, my in-laws were a little freaked out, but... Um, yeah, I bet. And, They're like, I, and my parents of our and my wife. <laughs> but uh, I just, I thought, wow, this is, I love doing this. I, I learned a lot that summer about, you know, how, how to integrate um, um, code for, uh, from sound effects and things like that into the games and, and how to how to convert files and things like that to give to the programmers so they could put them into the games. And it was a real, right. real educational time for me. And uh, so th- I did that for about five years um, and it started wow. doing scoring for um, some of their games. Uh, a, a short list of the games that I did during that era, which this, we're talking early 90s, so I don't know that anybody would know these. These were mostly PC titles. Yeah, they were. Uh, I did this t- silly game called uh, Adventures of Willie Beamish, uh, <laughs> R- Rise of the Dragon. Yep. Um, Space Quest Five. You did Space Quest? Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, uh, I think I played that game. Uh, a nuts. game called Tribes. Yep. Uh, yep. I know Tribes for Heart sure. Heart of China. Some of these were uh, like at what they called FRPs. You know, role playing type games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Incredible Machine, which is kind of a puzzle game. Um, Red Baron. Uh, 3D mini golf. Uh, that was some of the some of that earlier era, early '90s era. Wow. So would you just would you just sit around and score just all day? Was that like yes. your full time thing? Yeah, and uh, we also did a lot of sound effects. Um, we had, you know, we would we would just, you know, they would they would give us a specific list of the sounds that they were looking for. For a particular game, um, in fact, we would oftentimes we'd get like this long list, like with 150 sounds on it, and it oh, would be really? very specific about what it was for. You know, a certain type of machine gun, or maybe it was, um, you know, just an ambient sound, birds chirping, or whatever. Just any any sort of, you name it. Uh, some of the sounds were looping sounds. Some of the some of the sounds were what we called one shot sounds, which they just happen. Mm. You know, you know, as soon as you hit. If you ever hit a button or you hit a certain, uh, you know, item in the in the game, it would make one a sound one time, you know. Right, right. Um, so that 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 was that was really kind of what got me in back into the music business <laughs> in a really weird way. That is crazy. Did yeah. you enjoy it? I really did. I, I'll be honest. I wasn't really a, a gamer per se. I was much more of a musician uh type sure. person so i didn't really uh, games were not really on my radar and i didn't really take a lot of uh i didn't spend a lot of time my leisure time playing games 
Sure, um, sure, sure. So you didn't necessarily play the games that you were creating all this music. Not really. For. Once in a while I would, but but um and in a way that may have been what what kind of eventually made me sort of want to move on to to where I felt like my real passion was, which was producing records. Um yeah. you know, but but it was a great gig and it, and I really, you know, uh I I met a lot of cool people. Actually, um I actually approached my employer about five years into doing this, which would have been like the mid nineties and said, Hey, I want to start my own business. And I took a guy with me, uh, that was on the staff there. We had a, by that time there was, the company had grown from 35 people when I started to 150. Oh, wow. In about three or four years. And, uh, they expanded. I had a really nice third floor corner office with, <laughs> windows overlooking the river and i mean it was just oh crazy. Wow. yeah like a whole other life but uh they they uh but i really wanted to pursue this as more of a freelance kind of a business so so they were real gracious about that and they said yeah we'll we'll um you know we'll help you out because it was a benefit to them because we weren't always making music for games there was some downtime between but since we were on salary you know they 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 paid us anyway and now there was some research that we would do or you know and preparing for the next project or whatever but i think mm-hmm. for them they saw it as an opportunity to just pay us a flat fee per game for our right. services and um be a little cheaper yeah yeah so and then that 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 freed us up to pursue other um companies and we we kind of had a you know we were written an agreement that that would allow us to do that and that's when we started branching out and working for um Vivendi Universal, which ended up buying out Sierra Online, and um, um, Sega at the time was still around, and uh, Sony and um, Electronic Arts, and we, uh-huh. we we worked for a lot of companies, mostly on the West Coast, you know, software companies. So. And did and did you? So when you were when you came out of that out of the salary gig, was it kind of like your name just got around? And you found yourself here and there making more yeah. and more music for just other games and other companies. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that, uh, interestingly enough, shortly after I left Dynamics, the, the game industry started kind of tanking a little bit. Because mm-hmm. online games were just starting to, to appear in the late 90s. And um, a lot of them were, were free. Uh, and it was competing. And mm-hmm. um, this, so they ended up actually that company eventually ended up going under that right. that division, yep. the Eugene division. A lot, a lot of those people during that five-year period, right after I left the company, took jobs at other companies. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, I, you know, I, I started getting calls from some of these people that I knew um, that, that had worked with me prior. And um, so it, re- it really was just the perfect storm <laughs> to, to, you know, get into some of those other you know, uh, companies, um, and, you know, do some freelance work for them. So yeah. kind of, it kind of happened you, naturally. I know you don't have a complete list because I mean, if you were to just guess off the top of your head, how many games have you been involved with when it comes to music? About 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually did have a list at one time. That's a um, whole lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that I'm missing too. Um, a lot of sports titles. 
which I know is you, you don't really think of music and sound. Of, well, you do think of sound effects, but not so much music. But there's menu music and there's, you know, things like that. But um, yeah, I did. Um, I did quite a few PlayStation stuff too. Siphon Filter 3. Uh, it's a big game. Yeah. And um, God, there's a few. I'm, I know that I'm spacing um, that are sort of in that. Well, obviously the MLB series. Um, have you been? How, how long have you been part of the MLB series? Because I know that's something that you you said you still do sometimes. I I do. Yep. I, in fact, I just scored a new menu theme for um, MLB 2013, um, and we cut a live orchestra here in Nashville. That's incredible. About three months ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So when. So, so have you been part of that every year? Like, have they just kept yeah. calling you? Someone just kept calling you every yep. year to do MLB? Yep. Yeah, so I've been involved on that project for probably the last five years. Wow. Uh, in a row. And, um, and I'd say that's probably about as far back as I've gone with them, maybe five or six years. Yeah, and that's like all you have time for now. Pretty much, yeah. I, I usually I I can fit in about one thing a year, and it's literally just one long piece of music, you know. And it's it's like a, a minute and a half scored piece of music that they kind of chop up and use for the different, you know, different sections of the game. Yeah. So when it comes to so since you've been steeped in both heavily, um, what's the biggest difference? If you can think of something off the top of your head, what's the biggest difference between artist? and you know game company because i know behind an artist there's always a company as well and yeah you know there's a, a bunch of people that you kind of got to get through before they find something that they like do you feel like the uh that that pressure is the same when it comes to a company that's doing a game especially like something like siphon filter where those games were pretty um those games were pretty you know, those games are big. It's not, so it's not like this small game that nobody's ever heard of, you know, especially by right. the third one. Yeah. I mean, there's some, some definitely some parallels, some similarities. I think in general though, when you're working with artists, um, you know, in, in the music business, you have, you're dealing with some other things there, um, challenging and, and, and in some ways, more befitting for what my what i'm what i what kind of makes me tick mm -hmm. uh there's so there's there i think artists are a little more obviously they're more temperamental they have a little more of an ego there's some things there that that you have to kind of work with and know right there's a little more psychology involved in working with an artist they don't always know what they want right. and yet they right. do um so so it's like they know what they want but they don't necessarily know how to describe it um, some of those similarities do exist in the game industry because I think, I, in in my experience, and I'm sure it, it's different um, these days than it, what it was during my real heyday in the in the game industry. But in my experience, you're dealing with with I guess one of the one of the things that 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 was on the difficult side of things for me in the game industry was dealing with programmers. The programmers are kind of the rock and roll, the rock stars of of the game industry mm -hmm. it, they were anyway mm -hmm. they were the guys that 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 really like i mean they got royalties on the game sales 
I know these days there's some music guys that are able to get royalties. I've never had any success getting royalties <laughs> as, a, as a musician <laughs> in a game. It didn't work out for They're you just so like, no, nah, we're doing a buyout. That's how we do it. <laughs> and so you'd get a bunch of money instead. Write one check and they're done with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's guys in the game in the game industry that have pushed hard for getting royalties and they're getting royalties and I applaud them. Awesome. I think they should get royalties. Yeah. But um, you know, that was something that we never really were able to achieve. Um <laughs> you know, maybe if I'd stuck around a little longer, but if you need me to call somebody, I'll do it. Exactly. I love you that much, Chris Stevens. I'll call somebody. <laughs> yeah. But in general I've found that the, that in the game industry I, I feel like uh I don't I don't I don't, don't want to say this I don't want to offend anybody, but I felt like they were easier to please. Sure. Sure. You know? Sure. I yeah. mean they just yeah. liked a good a good rocking track. <laughs> yeah. You know, or or a good like ambient track that kind of fit the mood or whatever. And right. And um of course now the, a lot of the interactive games have uh, music that follows the interaction and 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 morphs uh there's you know there's obviously there's code there that allows uh, the music to subtle subtle changes to occur in the music mm -hmm. to, based on the gameplay right which right. is something that emerged at about halfway through my my career as a game uh composer i don't know if that's still a a, a big if that's as popular as it was but it was a real cool concept yeah, no, that's definitely happens all the time where, yeah. you know, something will crescendo when you run or, yeah. you know, when yeah. you, you know, sneaking around and, you know, definitely. Yeah, and I was involved at the very infancy of that technology and, and it was fun to see it grow and um, to be a part of it. I know when I did Siphon Filter, it was, there was, there was interactive code in that and we had um, tracks that, that could be muted and unmuted based on the intensity in the game and. And so certain elements would appear in the in the in the score, depending on the intensity, you know. Wow. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm wandering off of your original question or not. But no, no, no. I, you, you know, you definitely answered it because I would imagine too with an artist, you kind of have the back and forth of what they want, yeah, and what they want to say, and and this, that, and the other. And with games, I'd imagine you might not be working with such musical people. You know, who you're turning That's stuff into. They're not the guys that are like, oh, you know, they probably have an opinion, you know, might want it this, you know, a little slower, the yeah. tempo or a little faster, you know what I'm saying? But it's not so much like, well, I want to say this and I feel like this will help me say that better. Exactly. You know, you're not talking as much about the tone of a guitar or I mean, you are a little bit. Right. Some, guys, right. some, some of these um, some of these software companies have a, have a dedicated music department and they have a music director mm -hmm. and they're musicians. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so they, they will mention something about the guitar tone or whatever, but. Um, in general, it doesn't get into that depth of detail. They kind of trust you that you know what you're doing, and they're hiring you for that job to make sure you you're to to give them what they feel is a a modern sounding track or whatever you know, as far as the tones and that sort of thing. So, right. and and you're not generally dealing with lyrics. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of vocal stuff. There might be a sure. track that has vocals in it, but for the most part, that's kind of absent in the game stuff that I've done. Mm -hmm. and um makes sense so that's a whole other level of that's just not really you don't have to really deal with in the game so stuff so. two more questions before i get you out of here um yeah inspiration what when when somebody's you know making a game do you necessarily because i would imagine 
there's maybe a portion of the game done, but it's not like you get to sit there and maybe, you know, watch this whole game unfold and then write to that. Or how does that creative process happen? Like, where do you, what do you draw from when they're wanting something, especially when it's something, um, you know, ambient or, you know, moving, like, how do you know, you know, what do you do? Well, there's two, there's really kind of two different kinds of scoring. There's scoring to, to, to cinematics. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, movie type segments in within the game, embedded within the game. That's that's pretty easy. If if you have scoring chops, if you know how to score, and kind of know what a scene needs when it comes to film, and which which I've always been an, a fan of of you know film scores and things like that. So I think that um, you kind of you know you watch some films you. you, you you get you get a feel for what this game is kind of trying to the the feel that this game is going after as far as what you know what what kind of movie might you compare this game to right and what's that score like in that movie you can draw from that similar to the way you would if you're working with an artist and you're like well this artist kind of sounds like this and this let's just listen to a little bit of that we're not going to steal from it well, let's just use that just as an inspiration this artist really is into this this kind of music let's listen to some of that and just 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 to get a feel for it we're not going to we're not going to just like, you know, spend that much time on it. But right, right. Um, just to just to get you, 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 most music is inspired by other music. So there is some, there is some, uh, you know, research that's done, and even even the, the 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 game's producers will say, hey, can you just check out this movie or this this artist. This is kind of what we're going ah, for. I got you. So they do give you direction at least. They're not like, hey, we want something Absolutely. to stumping and four on the floor. Appreciate you. That does happen. <laughs> that does happen. And then you just got to go with your gut and you got to say, well, you know, this is what I think it needs. Right. And, and, you know, if they're hiring a professional, then they sh- you, should be, you shouldn't be too far off the mark. You know, have when, you ever you give missed them it? Something. Never. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Christine. <laughs> Never miss it. That's 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 coming from my mouth. <laughs> I don't know what the other guy's saying. <laughs> no, I'm sure I probably have uh, missed it a little bit, but you can usually reel it in pretty quickly if you need to. That's so funny. Okay, so you've been there, you've done it, you've moved on. Um, yeah. So for those kids out there or those guys out there listening right now that have been messing with music uh, you know obviously edm is huge right now who's messing mm-hmm. with dubstep at the house and stuff like that because a lot of games are calling for that nowadays as well as still the very ambient tracks and things like that that obviously yeah. always have to be there they'll never that'll never go out of style in games um yeah. what would you say to the kid that um a loves making music and b uh wants to be involved in video games what kind of what kind of direction would you point him in if if he were to come and ask you, man, how do I do this? I love I love making music. I love video games. How do I mesh these worlds? Well, I, I don't know if, again, things have probably changed a bit in the game industry since I was really involved in it. But I, I, don't, I think some of the basics are still there. You got to have a killer demo reel. If, if you're really serious about this, you need to start with, you need to, and I, I, you know, I mean, I had to do this. You can put together the your best material, your best material, right? Um, and and um, you know, a link 
to that, you know, on SoundCloud or whatever, you know, whatever, some online easy link, easy access for somebody to, um, you know, access your music and just give them a little snippet of several different styles. Right. And, and, and if you're having trouble coming up with that, well, that's where you just got to use your ears and you got to listen to what's, what's going on out there. Like you said, a lot of the EDM stuff that's popular and, um, you know, uh, borrow from that, but, but make it your own at the same time. Really, really, uh, really use your ears. And, and, and if you've got good ears, trust them. There you go. You know, I love that. Trust them. And, uh, but yeah, it, it starts right there. It starts with, with great, you gotta have, you gotta have great gripping, compelling music that feels like it would fit in a, in a games, you know, and that's, that's just, you got to start there at least. And then you obviously, you got to network, you got to, you know, there's a lot of conferences that we used to go to computer game developers conference. I don't know if that's still going on in San Jose, um, E3. And there's, there's quite a few conferences that, that, that happen generally in the springtime in, um, California has, you know, like, like, I think there's E3 is usually out there somewhere in the LA oh, yeah. area or something. LA. Yeah. So, you know, those are just, that's, that's, there's probably a couple of, um, game developer type, um, uh, groups that you can belong to, um, societies, if you will, or whatever, you know, sure. um, sure. become a member of some of those, some of those, um, so you're saying, unfortunately, if you want to do it, you almost got to be that guy with the demo. But it doesn't have to be like a CD demo anymore. <laughs> it could just be as easy as giving somebody a card. Hey, this is what I do. Check it out. Yep. Here's a link. And, and hoping that you kind of strike something with somebody. Yeah. And, and I do think you need, to, you need to figure out how to get in the faces of some of these people. Um, right. And that may involve maybe doing some work, um, you know, some, some uh, spec work, if you will. Where you're just kind of doing it for, hey, you know, try me out. Exactly. Try me out on this. What do you have to lose? Try me no, out. No, yeah. Doing it for free at first. Yeah. And if they end up using it, they're going to pay you. I mean, unless they're scoundrels. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But at least it gives them a, an opportunity without any risk to try out something new, you know. There you go. Chris Stevens, thank you so much, man. I really, really, really appreciate you taking the time. I know you are a busy man and you got big records to make and you took this time to talk to Mary to the Games and we really appreciate it. Well, Gabe, it's my pleasure, man. So we appreciate Chris Stevens talking to us for a second. He's awesome. Thanks, Chris. Uh, he's a good guy, man. He's a really good guy. Uh, and he's just a funny guy. You ever know those people where you're like, you're a funny guy. Just who he is is funny. Like, he doesn't necessarily have to be funny to for you to be laughing at him. And I really enjoy that about him. And he I seems super laid Stevens. back, too. He's just like, yeah, it's cool. You know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been doing this forever. I've been doing this for what I'm good at. Yep. That's awesome. And he's like, he's like one of those guys, too. Like, have you ever ran into somebody that you were like, holy crap, you were made to do that? That's awesome. Like, he's, he's made to do music. He has find, found that, his uh, calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's he's out there killing it. No, that's um, awesome. Uh, before we get to some Twitter questions, Hall or Router, did you guys, either of you guys see this grandma wearing the Oculus Rift? Oh, no, I No, but that sounds hysterical. I, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it on YouTube, but I didn't actually click and watch it because I figured, oh, it's good. Oh, 
Okay, so Tim. we have to watch it. Okay. Yeah, we we got to put it. So we'll put it up on our website. Okay. It's this it's this 90 year old grandmother, whose uh, grandson puts the Oculus Rift on her, and has her walking around and stuff, and it is so funny. But it really like you're watching her. You know, obviously you're watching her look through this thing. And she's tripping. She's like, oh, there's water. Oh, don't get me too close to the edge. I mean, she's like, oh, it looks so real. You know, so, so there's all this stuff. And it really, like, it made me think of, like, the application of Oculus Rift outside of gaming. Like, you know, say for people that are, you know, wheelchair bound or, yeah. like, very old or something like that. I was like, I wonder what the possibilities could be outside of gaming for something like this. So, oh, man. I'm not smart and somebody else will do that. But yeah, I mean, it, there's... It just, it's definitely a next, next, next gen thing. I think that's going to happen, and you know, I'm I'm glad it's starting now. I think there just needs to be a lot of refinement, and as technology continues to get better and and cheaper, it will probably become more universal. But that's really exciting. I, I all right, we got I got to get see this video, so we'll we'll definitely post it up. Hey, it was yeah, the natural evolution of virtual reality, man. If you've seen any movie in the '80s, you know. <laughs> Lawnmower That's man. That's where it was going to go. <laughs> exactly. Just got to pay attention, man. Hey, they, pay attention. It, it, man, they get all their ideas from movies, man. Movie, movies further technology. Movies are the inventor. Yep. <laughs> Good. I like that. Well, I'm waiting for my lightsaber, so yeah, exactly. if anybody wants to make one of those, yep. I'll get it. Exactly. Hall. Yes, Hall, hit sir. it up. Project Unity. Have you seen it? No. Some... What's that? I think it's a hacker. He created a box that what is it 15 fully functional consoles in one giant box what what yeah so fully it is, functional yeah it's a unified gaming console that uses no emulation so it's constructed what? entirely out of authentic hardware so I'm, I'm imagining that you have to have all these things to make it but it does plays, he have like a step-by-step thing no no to put he, one together? He, uh, it looks like he's he's he just did it as a proof of concept i think Wow. But With no it emulation, play, so it's all original. It's is it original hardware? Yeah, it's all I think it's all it's either all original hardware or some of the stuff is off the shelf cuz some of the consoles I think like the Atari ones are off the shelf parts. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. But basically it's Sega Master System, Neo Geo, GameCube, Dreamcast, Sega Saturn and Television, ColecoVision, Atari 7800, Turbo Graphics, PS1, PS2, uh, this thing has to be like the size of an armoire or something. Yeah, is it the size of an old calculator that used to take up a whole room? <laughs> I haven't actually watched the video yet. I just read the because the video I think is like ten minutes long. Oh so yeah, I watched gotta, the thing or we'll I uh, watch read the article, but we need to get this video up on our thing. Yeah, it should after be called. I watch it. It should be called Project Never Leaving the House. Is what it should be called. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Project Three Hundred Pounds. Yeah. Pro- Project Weight Gain. Oh my gosh. It's like the opposite of Jenny Craig. Exactly. <laughs> people are gonna people are gonna grow up and they're gonna be like, man, I remember when I had Project Unity. Man, that was everything. <laughs> yep. That was awesome. This, now I can't get off my girl- couch. <laughs> There's gonna be girl girls commercials. They're like, yeah, and I tried Jenny Craig and I lost 25 pounds. And there's gonna be like a guy's commercial was like, I tried Stephen Murphy and I gained 375 pounds. <laughs> oh, I think you were awesome. channeling a little Fat Albert. Yeah, there. I think so, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what Fat. That if you're that big, that's what you sound like. Exactly. like you sound like you constantly have a, a a turkey leg in your throat. Uh, I, I got always one of those guys near me. 
I always <laughs> come on, y'all. Let's get where this Project Unity game is. <laughs> that ain't too big. Dude, I always thought I, to be. I always thought when I had an allergy attack, I sounded like the other guy who's like, Abby, Wubby, Wubby, Wubby. <laughs> like, because my nose is all stuffed up, so I'm like, Hobby, boys, Abby, Wubby, Wubby, computer, baby. Yeah, little place, bug, bug, Abby, Wubby, Wubby. Yeah, that's me, man. When I, so when I have an allergy attack, think of me. That's that's it. That's me. Um, That's funny. I'll be miserable. Uh, so um, speaking of... NES game. Did you say NES on that? Uh, let me go. Oh crap! Maybe I was just thinking old school games. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, it, it's mainly old school games. I don't think there was any. There, there's like not like PS3 or Xbox 360. No, I understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, NES is on there. I didn't actually say it, but NES, Super NES, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo 64. Wow. And this thing oh is nuts. Oh my gosh! Wow. It's got to be massive. Yeah. But, um, like I said, I think it's mainly just a proof of concept. So yeah, it said, sure. oh, hang on, the article says jump to 9.30. Let's see if I get scared here. <laughs> jump to 9.30 to see the console. Let's see it. Do it to it. Oh, come on. Come on. I know. As you wait. Um, yeah. So there's a guy named uh, Tom Murphy. He's a computer scientist. And he built an AI that will play some NES games. Like, will play, like... And it's crazy to watch because it's obviously... Oh, dear stuff. God! Uh, it's... <laughs> Sorry about that. It's huge. <laughs> and there it was. And there it is. It was like the fly coming out of the contraption that Jeff Goldblum exactly. was trying to make. <laughs> the lady's like, uh, I don't think this is what you meant to happen. <laughs> what does it look like? This thing is freaking... He, it basically looks like... So basically, if consoles today were computers, you know how when they show like old computers, they show like a room with a giant box in the background, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying about the calculator. Yeah, that's kind of the same comparison. Is it? So this does thing it have is wood huge. grain siding? No, no, it's just like a big, like, like filing cabinet sized thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, dial that on down. It's pretty crazy looking. Yeah, if you have to have a, a a huge house like router, then it doesn't do you any good. <laughs> well, I mean, it still fit, but it's it, it it's beige. Why is it beige? I just throw a sheet you know. over it. <laughs> but then you can't put the games in. Well, that's true. And if there's any fans, yeah, you got to give it some slots. ventilation, but like make some sort of decorative sheet or something over it, and you'll be fine. Put a lamp think, on top of it. I think I'll be fine just not buying one. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah just don't get one. Um, okay, so Tom Murphy built this thing. Y'all should see the video. It's a bunch of stuff at the top of stuff we wouldn't understand. Maybe Hall would understand it. I definitely didn't get it. But uh, it, anyway, how he talks about the AI interacting with what's going on in the video game. And it's really cool because he kind of walks you through the process of when he first started this up, Mario would just jump in place. Just jump, 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 jump. And like would look left and right, left and right. And then by the end of the video, he's got him like beating levels and and stomping on, you know, Goombas and, wow. and stuff like this and doing all kind of crazy stuff. And so it was, it was really cool. I love uh, technology, man. It's so much fun. I know. Big up to Tom Murphy. Uh, y'all want to get into these questions? Or did you have something else, Hall? No, man, let's get into it. All righty. I've got three questions, and we can just kind of 
you know, blitzkrieg it if you want to. Um, let's see, Stu at uh, the Denogonizer said, is there a game series that you haven't yet played and are ashamed to admit? Oh, that's a great it's question. An awesome question. That is pretty good. Router, since you've seen these questions, you answer first. Well, I, you know, I've been thinking, and I don't know. <laughs> You're like, if I haven't played, it's because I haven't heard of it. <laughs> Have you played the Bioshock series yet? <laughs> no, but I wouldn't be ashamed to admit that, you know, because, I, I mean, I'd be, be like, yeah, I'm playing Bioshock. You know, I'd be proud of that. <laughs> I was almost going to say Assassin's Creed 3, but um, <laughs> because I am ashamed of that game. But um, <laughs> like just ashamed to have played it. Right. <laughs> Wait, is he uh, saying that that you're ashamed that <clears throat> no, no, excuse me, that no, you're that ashamed you that you not. haven't played it? You haven't played it yet, but you're ashamed to admit that you want to play it. What? I thought he was saying oh. like you're ashamed to admit that you didn't play it yet. Uh, yeah, that's what I would have yeah, thought. Yeah, maybe. Is there a game series that you haven't yet played and are ashamed to admit? Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. why I said Bioshock. Yeah, that's you're like, right. That I took it at in, top tier. I, I added a few more. Uh, words to that one so i apologize <laughs> sorry about that Stu. yes um bioshock would probably be mine because i haven't played it yet and I, I i do want to and everyone's talking about it so that would probably bioshock be was my answer like a month and a half ago so what's it now um injustice i don't yeah i don't know <laughs> go go gabe go uh i think mine would be metal gear uh i played the first one back in the day and then I just didn't play any more of them. And I feel like they're great games and they keep being made. And I think that the people that are on that ride love it. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, why have I not played Metal Gear? Like, I'm a gamer. Like, I should have played these games. And uh, and I haven't. And I'm ashamed of it. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I'm actually, even though I played a little bit of the first one like a month ago, I'm going to have to say probably the Batman games. Then. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they're pretty they're pretty uh like the I played like I said a little bit of Arkham Asylum and I liked it. So I mean it's it's a good game and everybody's been talking about them so and I own both of them. I just don't have any time. Nice. Exactly. Well, as long as you yeah. own, you own them and you've given money to the developers then that's good. We'll give <clears throat> we'll give you props for that. That'll work. Even though that'll it was work. Black Friday, that'll work. There you go. <laughs> Um, okay, so then here's here's a, a follow up, and this is maybe why my train of thought got confused. Because Jamie Williams at Fun Size Twenty Seven says, "Is there a game that you absolutely love, even though it got bad reviews from critics?" Uh, yeah. What up, Jamie? Assassin's Creed Three, definitely <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I got my lines crossed because I was looking at that one and also looking at Stu's. So continue, fellas. What do you got? Hmm. Game you oh, absolutely love, really... even though it got bad reviews. Um. Well, I mean, if you guys remember um, the episode six, I think it was, when me and Paul did the coin-op co-op, uh, I was talking about loving, uh, what was it, uh, Dragon's Lair 2. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love that game, and, and Bradley tore me apart for liking that game. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? That game is great. I forgot and, about uh, that. And that's got to be one of the ones. And I think there was a game called like Blue Stinger or something like that back on the Dreamcast that was just awful. But for some reason, me and my buddy really enjoyed playing. That's awesome. I don't remember exactly what it was called. So Dragon's Lair 2 for people that that would more know games. That's awesome. Paul, what about you? Uh, for me, it would probably be like an older game like um, 
shoot, I'm trying to think of something. Probably on the Sega Genesis. Because I, I, I remember I, I went back and played that Sonic's Arcade Collection, and all of the games on there aren't necessarily good games. Like, they're, <laughs> they're just memorable <laughs> games from the system. And uh, I think at least... I'm trying to remember here. Like, some of the Streets are... Like, I think Streets of Rage 3 gets some flack, but that's a good game to me. Um, I think Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I don't know if that did very well. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Certainly but doesn't that sound like it awesome. from the title. Yeah, that game is awesome. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Yeah, man. Just like a... Uh, man, when sorry. I was a kid, like... That's the thing is, when I was a kid, you, you could just put anything in and I would play it. So I would play like exactly me too. Power Rangers, even though that was a terrible game, you know, just stuff like that. Like I just play games, so I didn't really yeah. care if it was bad. I'm with not. you on that one. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean I think of games when I that I played when I was a kid and then I get them I see them on YouTube getting like getting like these this horrible treatment. Like people be like, This is the worst game of all time, blah 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 and yeah. I was like I liked that game when I was a kid. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Hey, they can't take that time. from you, man. They can't take your childhood from oh, you. Oh, heck no, so. heck no. If you play them now, yeah, they're they're terrible. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I played the heck. I played the heck out of Moonwalker. I don't oh, know what the critics thought so, about that. I, I but I loved that game. That might be revered as a good game though, because it is a good game. So. I thought it was a good game, but looking back, I'm like, that is stupid. <laughs> this is horrible. What was I thinking? I'm like, seriously, we had a dance off and that's what killed everybody? <laughs> that was the awesome part. <laughs> that is awesome. We had a dance off. Yeah, Tim, you haven't saying. seen that game? No. Oh, that game's incredible. It's so good. You, dude, you should just go to YouTube and see if you can yeah. find... Michael Jackson Moonwalker. Yeah, see if you Moonwalker. can find somebody just playing through the game. So don't even play <laughs> it. Just watch somebody play through it. All right, Moonwalker gameplay. Here we come. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, he kicks he kicks dust. He literally like oh. kicks pixie dust that hurts people. Yeah, That's and then awesome. he has this move that you hold the button and he just starts spinning. And after, oh, after he's spun enough, he starts like doing a dance and then all the all the guys just fall down he's like oh and they all fall down it's awesome, <laughs> it's awesome. only michael is, jackson could get away with that yeah that is terrifying and awesome all oh at the my same gosh time. And remember like at the beginning of each level where it just shows his face and he's like oh <laughs> yeah him you need to be like watch. looking off to the left someplace yeah, exactly, right. he's not exactly. even looking at the at the screen uh, <laughs> i think it'd be even creepier if he was looking at the screen <laughs> i don't know like ow <laughs> He'd be like, oh, snap. Tim, you need to watch just a All playthrough right. of this. Just do it. I will, I will watch me. it. Okay. Uh, I will okay. watch it. All What's right. the last final, question? Final question from our boy Casey, as always, O'Neill52299. Yes, sir. Um, Xbox will probably be announcing their next console probably next month. What, um, what, if anything, will they say or could they say that would get you to buy one over a PS4? Is there anything that they might feature that would that would trump the PS4? I don't really know if that there's anything else bucks. that they could. What's that? I, that it was fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five dollars done. I don't really know like what else they would have that would be different. Like the only thing yeah. that I'm worried about is that they had a guy on on Twitter, one some guy that worked for him that said like. You know, I don't understand why people are mad at the concept of an always-on console. Like, if you don't have the internet, you know, then just deal with it. 
Yeah, like, that's a mistake. Yeah, man. that was a mistake. Yeah. Well, the and guy that, resigned. He, either he was forced. He was probably forced to resign. But oh, I'm sure. Um, he what said. He said that. Well, he said that, and that got me thinking. Well, is the next one an always on thing? That's the rumor. Want, I don't want it to be. Well, because that could be the reason that they pushed back their thing. Maybe they were going to do that because they thought Sony was going to do that. And then Sony came out and didn't do that. So they were like, well, shoot, we got to unengineer this thing and make it not like that. And let it play used games. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be PS4, weird. I think the PS4, unless they, ha- they have to have some, like, take the console out of it take the hardware out of it because they're gonna be comparable you know yeah. what i'm saying it's not You're right you know one's not gonna blow one out of the water but they they're gonna have to have some exclusives that i have to want to play yes i mean just with like Watch Dogs, uh beyond two souls um uh if of course uncharted will probably come out again and there's i mean there's some there's some freaking exclusives that sony's got that look like killer games. Yes. And Microsoft's going to have to come with something crazy on that side of things. I mean, me to, like I'm not Moonwalker 2. <laughs> Moonwalker 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. That would be freaking sweet. Here's the thing. So, I think it's not it's going to be interesting because if you're an Xbox user, you've got all of your friends, you have all of your you know your exactly. your levels, all that stuff. It's really hard to go from one console to another. So it's it really depends on your gameplay and what you either started with or what you're comfortable with. If if there are people that do crossover, that's pretty amazing. Um, but it's it. I think it comes down to gamer preference. What I will say is that Sony is has everybody's eyes and ears right now because they were smart enough to plan ahead, and their their conference was almost two months ago. So everybody is still talking. Everything coming out right now about next gen console is PS4, 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 and it sounds like Microsoft is just sitting on their laurels trying to figure out when are we going to announce this? When are we going to announce this? Because Sony's kind of taking over the eyes and ears of, of everybody, and they have all the market share right now. Well, I think whether or not that gets converted to sales is another story because it, it takes a lot yeah, it takes a lot to move from one console to the other because you lose everybody, mm-hmm. and you lose all your levels and that kind of stuff. But but right now, Sony's owning it, so I think you're right. I don't think anything's really hardware-wise going to change. I think a lot of it's going to be comparable yeah. So and, I don't know. unless 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 kids do a switch, like I was talking to Toby's kid, his oldest Truett, and he was like, you know, we were talking about next gen, and he was like, "What are you gonna do?" I was like, "I'll probably stick with PS4." You know, they're the only ones that've said anything anyway. Blah 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 blah. I said, "What about you? You just gonna you know kind of move on with Xbox and do your thing there?" And he was like, "Nah, man, I'm getting a PS4." And I was like, "Wow, really?" And yep. he already went out and bought his Vita and everything. I mean, like. Wow. He's, ready to do it so i was that's like that's awesome oh. i was like that that's a big deal to switch you know it midstream like that now i think for newcomers i think i think ps4 might actually take the the new gamer market share here because that's what everyone's talking about and that's what you know that's what everyone is saying so i think if, if you're new to gaming and you're trying to pick a console right now the ps4 is probably kind of ingrained in your skull because that's all you hear about so i don't know we'll see it'll be interesting i i, I want to watch the microsoft uh the xbox press conference and see what they have to say and and it's just it's so weird that they're not kind of scrambling to try and get something together because right now sony's kicking their butt press wise with uh with the ps4 yeah well we will see we will see 
We appreciate the questions as always. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank mm-hmm. you, Router, thank for you. remembering to put the call out. Yeah, no problem. Um, and so, uh, y'all ready to get up out of here? Yeah, because I got to go to work. Yep, because I got to go to work. And, oh, that's right. Gabe's got to go sun himself for a while. <laughs> Gabe's got to go put some lotion <laughs> I, on that head. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I got to go get more brown. Yeah. So I come back and uh, people can be can hate me more in the South. I'm just kidding. That's right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that bad. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, well, you guys know where to find us, even when we're all over the place. We're still on Twitter, MTTGCast. We're still on Facebook, facebook.com slash Married to the Games. Our website is always there, MarriedToTheGames.com. Y'all come check us out. Come holler at us. We really appreciate you guys talking back and forth with us. Y'all continue to pray for Boston, man. Uh, we're going to be here next week. And we're going to be here the week after that. And we're going to be here the week after that. So tell your friends, man. Be like, hey, I listen to this podcast. It's called Married to the Games. These guys are some regular dudes talking about gaming. If you want to talk about gaming, come check them out. Like us on Facebook. Rate us on iTunes. We appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate y'all listening. I'm Gabe Patillo for Tim Router. For Timothy Hall, I'm at the beach and I'm about to stand. Peace.